welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast, the place for all things kids yoga. My name is Jessica Mujis. Welcome to the show. This week, we're going to be talking about yoga poses for children. So in kids yoga, if you are familiar with it, you've most likely seen photos of children practicing yoga poses, down dog or doing a frog pose and jumping like a frog. But there is so much that goes into teaching these poses to children. And it starts with our planning and it starts with our intention. So before I really get into asana or yoga poses for children, I wanted to give a little disclaimer. So before you're teaching yoga to kids, please find a reputable kids yoga teacher training. Now, this podcast is meant to offer additional support, or if you're just starting out, to offer you a little glimpse into kids yoga. Um, Or if you are teaching already, it's meant to offer you some inspiration. It's a springboard for you to find out about kids yoga and see if you'd like to learn more. So, I really recommend that you find a kids yoga training that suits you. There are so many out there now, and what you want to do is do some research, read about the different trainings, compare them, think about your own needs and what you are looking for, call up the yoga studio or the yoga program and ask some questions, and just get a feeling for that program. And for me, I go by emotion, I go by feeling. So for me, I've always chosen my um, teacher trainings based on the feeling I get, as well as knowing what material they're covering and making sure that it's what I want to learn. So find a training that suits you. If you're looking for suggestions, you can email me, the Kids Yoga Podcast at gmail.com and I can point you in the direction of a few trainings. So just wanted to start out this week's podcast by giving that little announcement. If you're going to go ahead and teach yoga to children, I highly recommend finding a reputable training and doing that training so you get all the information you need. So that being said, whether you have done a training yet or not, This episode is meant to give you some basic information on how you can teach asana or the yoga poses to children. Okay, things to keep in mind. Number one, when you're teaching yoga poses to children, please make it clear to them that it is not how a pose looks, it's how a pose feels. So, what pose feels good in your body might be different from a pose that feels good in my body. Or if you're teaching a pose, there might be 10 different ways to do that one pose. So you may show different variations of a pose and encourage the children to feel for themselves. How does this pose feel in my body and which version feels the best for me? So always let them know. If something doesn't feel good, you can stop. In yoga, we're not forcing ourselves. 
into these positions. So we're not forcing ourselves to try to touch our toes if we aren't reaching our toes today. That's okay. It's about being present in your body on that particular day and seeing what it feels like. Right now, I'm going through um, a tough time with sickness in my family. My son, Ryan, has the flu, and he's only 10 months old, so it's very sad to see him struggling with his sickness. And, you know, with that comes a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, lack of sleep for everybody. You know, we're trying to keep everyone healthy, so keeping my daughter away from him as much as possible, which is hard. She loves her brother so much, and, you know, she wants to be near him and touching him. But, you know, we're all struggling right now, and he's definitely improving and getting better, but it's hard. So I'm giving, I'm telling you this because my body right now does not feel so great. And if I were to go practice some yoga, which I hope I can today, I'm not going to start doing fancy, challenging poses and pushing myself really hard. That's not where I am today. Where I am today would be more of a restorative practice. So I will probably lay down. I will probably hug my knees to my chest, maybe do some some, uh, twists on the floor, maybe some gentle stretching, and probably some shoulder openers because... I've been hunched over and I've been, you know, picking him up a lot and nursing a lot. So I would check in and see how my body's feeling and go from there. So yoga is about how we feel today. So some days I might want a more challenging practice. I might want to do some inversions or upside down poses. That's not today. So just like we feel different on different days, so do children. So remember, be present with them and let them have ownership of their body and you can teach a pose but never force them to do a pose if it doesn't feel right for them. Okay, another thing to keep in mind. You're going to want to do a proper warm-up when you're practicing yoga poses with children. What does that warm-up look like? Well, that's up to you. Um, But some key ideas to keep in mind. Sun salutations which are a series of poses that we do that are all connected that create heat in the body. And there are different versions of sun salutations. But a sun salutation is a great way to warm up the entire body. So you might lead the children through a few sun salutations. You might introduce music to get them moving faster. You might have one of the children lead the sun salutations, just have fun with them. Um, If you're not familiar with a sun salutation, no worries. Just keep in mind basically what it is, is a series of yoga poses that warm up the whole body. And it's a good place to introduce breath with movement as well. So you can do an inhale, reach up, exhale, fold over. Inhale, send one leg back. Exhale into down dog. Inhale into plank. Exhale down to the mat. Inhale into cobra. Exhale, down dog. 
Inhale, step a foot forward. Exhale, other foot forward. Inhale, reaching up. Exhale, hands to your side. One example of a sun salutation. When I'm teaching children, I'm probably not using all that description. I'm probably making it more simple and maybe using a rhyme for them to go through. But just to give you an idea, that's kind of how a sun salutation goes. Other ways to warm up? Well, you can do some stretching that you would do um, in other movement classes, you know, butterfly stretch or uh, legs forward or making a sandwich. You can have the legs forward and you can ask the children all to add an ingredient and pat the ingredient onto your legs like that's the bottom piece of bread. Keep adding ingredients and then close your sandwich by reaching for your toes. These are all simple ideas for how stretching can become really fun for children. And again, remember, you'll probably have some music going at this point too to make it exciting. Your basic goal is to get the heart rate going before you start teaching them their poses. In terms of music, what should you keep in mind? Well, I like to use popular music when I can, as long as the song is um, appropriate, obviously. So, you know, listening to all the lyrics, making sure it's age appropriate. Um, Even better if it has a positive message. Always love that. Um, The reason I do use popular music is because the kids get excited. They'll say, I know this song. I listen to this at home. And then it gets them more engaged in the class. Other ideas, I like to use instrumental background music once I'm really teaching the poses. So I don't want to be competing with a song with lyrics necessarily because it might be just a lot for the children. So background instrumentals. um, I like the children's instrumental ensemble. They've got some drumming music. That's great. Other artists I enjoy for kids yoga, Kira Wiley, Michael Franti, Elizabeth Mitchell. I can go on and on about music, so I think I will do a future episode on music for kids' yoga classes. But for now, I think those suggestions can get you started. Finally, um, we're going to want to know the poses ourselves, right? So if there's a pose, for example, um, let's say you're teaching older children, so they're 12, they're 13, You've been teaching them for a while, they're looking for a challenge, and you are really familiar with crow pose, which is an arm balancing pose. Go ahead, go for it. Teach that pose. However, teach it safely. So break it down slowly. Make sure the children are on their mats. Maybe have um, something in front of them that's soft, like a, if it's winter, maybe they've got their coats in front of them, or... You're just making sure they're on their mat or you're spotting them in front of them. Um, If you have yoga bolsters, maybe you place that in front of them. But creating a safe space and then teaching the pose slowly and encouraging the children to slow down. If you're not familiar with crow pose or it's a pose that you struggle with or it's hard for you to hold that balance, then don't teach it. Choose poses that you feel comfortable with. Only teach what is comfortable for you. So 
If there's a challenging pose you want to teach and you feel good about it, great. If you don't feel confident, don't teach it. There's so many poses to choose from. Another thing to keep in mind, when you choose the poses for your class, you're going to choose them by a theme. Now, unlike an adult yoga where you might create a sequence of poses based on a theme of, say, shoulder opening, like I mentioned, with children, you're most likely going to choose a different kind of theme. Something like a trip to the safari or a vacation to a tropical island or maybe the theme is going to the playground or visiting the desert or going to Antarctica. A theme like this would be appropriate for children who are babies, toddlers, preschool age and school age. These themes are exciting for kids. You can call it your yoga adventure. And then you're grouping the poses based on what fits into the storyline rather than basing it on a body theme, like shoulder opening, for example. You can also get creative with the themes in other ways. You can do a theme like kindness. Um, I'm recording this on Valentine's Day, so maybe the theme for the week of Valentine's Day is open heart. So in that case, you could choose poses based on heart opening poses. You can talk about what does it mean to have an open heart and how can we spread love? How can we spread kindness? You can do a theme like partner poses. Once you've been teaching the children for a while and they're comfortable with each other, you know, assess the group, make sure that you think these children would enjoy doing a pose with a partner. And you can do a whole theme on partner poses. You can do a balancing theme and choose poses that all encourage balance. You can do a theme going with the flow. And maybe you teach five, six poses that can connect to each other. And you talk about how can we go with the flow? What does that mean in our yoga practice? And what might that mean in our life? So the main takeaway I'd love for you to take today is let your creativity soar and follow the children's creativity too. So you're going to come in class prepared and you'll have your theme and you'll know what you want to teach that day. But remember, the children are your best teachers. So once you start teaching, if a child has this great idea for where this theme could go, they have a game idea or a version of a pose that you hadn't thought of, go with it. So it's a fine balance. You're not letting the children take over class, right? You're still clearly the leader and you're guiding the children, but they need to know that you hear their voice too. So allow the children to let their creativity soar. And I'll tell you something, it just makes the class better because pretty much every class I teach, I have found the kids' ideas are way better than my ideas. They come from this open place and they've just got this kind of purity to them and open heart. 
and their ideas always amaze me. So when you're teaching yoga poses to children, let your creativity soar and let their creativity soar as well. And you'll see it go to magical places. Okay, so now that you've got this groundwork for what we're thinking of when we're teaching yoga poses to children, I'd love to just give you some practical examples. Again, remember what I mentioned at the beginning, you're going to want to have proper training to teach poses to children. So this is meant to be an inspiration for teachers who are already out in the field or for someone listening who's never taught children's yoga or seen a children's yoga class. This is meant to just give you an idea of how it could work. So let's say we are teaching a class of kindergartners. So they're ages five and six. And we decide that our theme of the day is an African safari. So what poses would I choose to teach if we did an African safari theme? Well, I probably would choose lion's breath. And we would all do our lion's breath together. And we visit the lions and we see the king of the jungle and in our safari and we breathe like lions and maybe we are the daddy lion and then we breathe like the mommy lion and then we see a baby lion and we breathe like a baby lion. So that's one pose I would choose. It's also a breath, so it's double there. You've got a breath and a pose in your lion. Next I might say, and look, we see a giraffe. Look how tall that giraffe is. So let's all stand in mountain pose, reach our arms up. Now come up onto your tippy toes. Can you balance? And imagine you're a giraffe and you're trying to get a leaf off the top of a tree because you're so hungry. So maybe we reach our left arm up, grab a leaf, and take a bite. And then reach your right arm up and grab a leaf and take a bite. And now, giraffes, this is really, really tricky. Can we lift one leg up and put it down? And lift the other leg and put it down. And lift the other leg and down. And let's kick and kick and let's walk around the room. All right, giraffes, let's walk around the room kicking our legs. Nice, long giraffe legs. Now everyone find your mat and freeze in your giraffe pose, arms up high. If you want, you could lift your heels up again and balance on your toes. Find a focus point. Look at something in the room that's not moving and see if you can balance. Okay, the next pose that I might teach in this theme would be elephant. And for elephant pose, for you yogis out there, just picture a wide-legged forward bend. So our legs are apart, parallel, and we're stretching over our legs. So that's the basic idea for our elephant pose. But maybe if we're teaching elephant to children, we would say, on our safari, now I see an elephant. Look how big it is. Everyone, get into your elephant pose, feet wide. Hands together, reach up and make a trunk. And can we swing our trunk up and down, up and down, 
Can we swing our trunk side to side? Side to side. Can we make a circle with our trunk? One direction. Now draw a circle in the other direction. And maybe we spray some water with our trunk. Now, elephants, can you reach your hands to one ankle and stretch? Can you reach your hands to your other ankle and stretch? Now, this is really tricky. Can you put one hand on one ankle and one on the other and stretch forward? If this doesn't feel good in your body, you don't have to stretch so far. You can put your hands on your knees or your thighs. It's up to you. Now, another pose we might do in our safari theme, leopard. This could be cat pose. So, everyone, come onto your hands and knees. Round your back. Look at your belly button. And imagine you're a leopard. And say, rawr. Now, look up to the sky and drop your belly and stretch. Okay, we're going to come back into our leopard pose. Are you ready? Lift your belly up. Look towards your belly button. Curl your spine and say, rawr, like a leopard. Now, did you know leopards are really, really fast? Okay, so leopards, can we come up onto our hands and our toes and lift our hips to the sky? Can you walk like this? Can you start to go faster like this? Can you imagine you're a leopard? You're running really, really fast through our safari? And look, the last pose in our theme, listeners, is rhino. So how would I teach rhino pose? I would say, look, now I see a big rhino. Everyone, stand on your feet. Now we're going to send one leg back, and we're going to extend one arm to the sky. This is our rhino horn. So for you yogis listening, imagine a standing lunge. One leg back, front leg is, uh, the knee is bent. Lift one arm into the sky. This is your rhino horn. Now switch arms. Other arm up. This is your rhino horn now. Now can we switch legs? So let's jump our feet so they switch. Other foot forward, one leg back, one leg forward, and reach your horn up to the sky. This is our rhino pose. So, listeners, I kind of went in and out of talking to you and then imagining I was talking to the children. But what I taught there was an African safari adventure, and it included lion's breath. It included giraffe pose, which is mountain pose. It included elephant, which was a wide-legged forward bend. Then I had a leopard pose, so I used cat pose for that. And then rhino was a standing lunge with the arms extended one at a time. So what I did there was choose, it's one, two, three, four, five poses, right? So I had five poses in my theme. And if you noticed, I wasn't just saying, Okay, kids, let's stand up tall and send a leg back into a lunge. 
and reach the arms up. No way. We got to be really fun about it. Um, I kind of wish in my adult classes, they were like, let's be rhinos. I might get uh, super into it. But then again, I am a kids yoga teacher. Um, But yeah, if you noticed, I wasn't just teaching the poses based on the physicality of them. I was bringing in these ideas of these animals and being on the safari. And I could have gone on and on with each pose, but just wanted to give you, you know, brief examples. So you choose your theme. You choose your poses. Usually I teach about, I would say, five to seven poses. Okay, so you choose those and be creative. So, okay, there's a cat pose. Hmm, how can a cat pose be translated into this African safari? Let's call it leopard pose. And then there's a rhino. Okay, what can a rhino pose look like? Choose a pose that already exists, a high lunge. Add the little horn to it with your arms. You've got rhino pose. So just be consistent throughout the class using the names and doing the pose with the name. And as you can hear, it's just a ton of fun. The kids get into it. While I'm teaching this, no doubt the kids are going to have an idea. Maybe they see another animal. Maybe they see a tiger. So you've got to think on your feet. Okay, what could tiger pose be? All right, maybe it's hands and knees and I'm extending my left arm forward and my right leg back and balancing. And that's tiger. Little pointer. If you get stuck, if a kid is like, I see um, a parrot, (laughs) even if maybe you wouldn't see this on your safari, go with it. And if you are like, ah, what, what could that be? ask the child, say, oh, I see it too. Okay, what does that pose look like? And you'll be amazed. They'll come up with some great pose and maybe you say, oh, okay, I love it. Now let's try that as a class. Can everyone try this parrot pose? So it's kind of like uh, an improvisation mentality. If anyone's ever learned about improv, it's always yes and. So no matter what you're being offered, you're saying yes and building upon it. There's not a, no, that doesn't work. There's, there's no parrot here in our safari. Or, oh yeah, but mm, I don't know about that. It's always, yes, and how can I take that suggestion and just go with it? Don't overthink it. Really, you know, just play and have a lot of fun. Okay, so once you've taught all the poses, what are you going to do from there? So you want to reinforce the poses you taught, and you're probably going to do that through some kind of game. So there are so many games you can play to reinforce your poses, and I'm going to do a whole episode on different yoga games you might introduce. But let's say for the purposes of this example, you've taught your African safari poses. You've then maybe said, okay, who remembers giraffe pose? Show me giraffe pose. Who remembers rhino? Can you show me a rhino? And kind of, you know, review them real quick. Then you'll do a game where you practice the poses again. Maybe your game is freeze yoga. So you put on a song, have the kids move around the room, dance. When you freeze the music, everyone stops and you say one of the poses. So maybe it's freeze. Everyone show me rhino pose. And then the music comes on again, and they dance and dance, and then you freeze. Everyone, show me your leopard pose. 
and you would play this game until you get through all the poses and maybe you throw in some from your sun salutation like show me down dog or mountain or plank that's a really challenging one for kids but you know give them the challenge obviously we're not looking for perfect form here but just having them try and yeah that's a game you could play and then you're doing the poses again they are getting them in their body and it's in a fun child way uh, developmentally appropriate for them so yoga poses the asana and yoga remember asana is just one of the limbs of yoga there are eight different limbs but the asana or the yoga poses are a super important part and a fun part of any kid's yoga class. Get creative, let your creativity shine, uh, make sure you're comfortable with the poses, encourage the children to feel the poses in their own bodies and to take ownership of what feels good and what doesn't feel good. And most of all, have a ton of fun get the children moving, and play. If you have any questions for me, you can reach me at thekidsyogapodcast at gmail.com. You can follow the Kids Yoga Podcast on Instagram. There's also a Facebook page. And if you enjoyed this episode or you've listened before and you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review if you can. And that will just help more people find the podcast. You can also click that subscribe button and you will get a new episode every Thursday automatically downloaded to you. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that we're all in this together. Remember, teaching yoga to children means practicing yoga yourself. And it really starts with us. Namaste. Namaste.